Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 24th of October. Australia's flooding crisis continues with emergency warnings and a number of evacuation orders in place across four states as a wild weather system moves down Australia's east coast. Heavy rainfall has drenched Queensland over the weekend with a severe thunderstorm forecast for the south of the state and now moving into New South Wales today. Here's Jane Golding from the Weather Bureau. They'll continue to see more rain and some very intense falls are possible uh, in really from um, the Queensland border downwards to around about Nambucca over the next 24 to 30 hours, um, 24 to 36 hours. In New South Wales, there are now evacuation orders in place for parts of Lismore and northern New South Wales, also Moree and communities in the central west of the state after torrential rain over the weekend. Our reporter David Dolan has more from regional New South Wales. Tash, this will be Lismore's third major flood this year. SES volunteers have been door-knocking homes through the night while 12 rescue boats are on standby. The Wilsons River is expected to peak tonight at 9.7 metres. Elsewhere, floodwaters have swallowed homes in Moree and Gunnedah. Evacuations have taken place in Dubbo and Mudgee. While on the Victorian border, the Murray River is still rising slowly at Moama. Here's Emergency Services Minister Steph Cook. What we are currently experiencing uh, is more flood threats in more communities and locations than at any other time this year. We literally have a flood risk in every corner of the state. Further south and across the New South Wales border, the community in Echuca in regional Victoria has spent the last four days creating a flood levy that's now divided the town. This resident explaining to Channel 9 some have been left to fend for themselves. It's devastating, you know. I feel like our elderly are the hardest hit through this. We've got, yeah, houses that are going completely under with the elderly trying to sandbag their own homes and there is just no help. This isn't good enough. In other news, this Monday morning, Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers is preparing to hand down his first federal budget tomorrow night, which is being labelled as responsible in the current economic climate. It's already been announced that an extra $33 billion will go towards the pension and other welfare payments. Plus, there's a big win ahead for families earning up to $350,000. They'll soon be eligible for government paid parental leave under a rebooted scheme. Here is the Federal Treasurer on his budget. On Channel 7. It'll be solid, it'll be sensible, it'll be suited to the times. We will forecast for a slower Australian economy, particularly next year, as some of those pressures collide and intensify and bite. Meantime, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has also flagged a disaster-ready fund after the recent flood crisis will be included in tomorrow night's bread and butter budget. Getting that preparedness done, uh, investing in levies, investing in infrastructure for uh, mitigation is actually uh, cheaper, of course, than waiting for uh, the disasters to occur. And we'll have more details on tomorrow night's important federal budget and what it means for the economy and interest rates coming up shortly in business and finance. 
Overseas now and in breaking news this morning, Boris Johnson has ruled himself out of the leadership race to become Britain's next Prime Minister after Liz Truss resigned last week. There was speculation Boris Johnson would run for the top job again after returning from a Caribbean holiday over the weekend. But now Mr Johnson has pulled out of the race with ex-Chancellor Rishi Sunak, the only candidate within the Conservative Party at this stage to confirm he will run for Prime Minister. Still overseas and Chinese leader Xi Jinping has been named as the head of the Communist Party for a third term, asserting his political dominance. A seven-member standing committee has also been named, dominated by Xi's allies. The 69-year-old will be one of the longest-serving post-war leaders by the time his term finishes in 2027. Back home and a lucky escape for a 19-year-old after a shark attack off Sea Cliff in South Australia yesterday. Nathaniel Drummond says the large shark took a bite out of his surf ski during a 1K race in the South Australian Ocean Paddler Series. Nathaniel telling Channel 9 it was terrifying. My ski just kind of lift, lift above the water and then next thing I knew I was, I was in the air and I was and then I was I was in the water and I saw this 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 figure just kind of fall back into the water and it's a big shark. Nathaniel's shaken but thankfully okay and the Paddlers event has now been rescheduled. And a major boost for Geelong. After docking at Port Melbourne Station Pier for almost 40 years, the spirit of Tasmania has moved to the other side of Port Phillip Bay, docking for the first time in Geelong at the weekend. James Lake in Melbourne says the ferry had run out of room at Station Pier. That's what we've been told, Tash, and Station Pier at Port Melbourne is certainly becoming busier with a growing number of larger cruise ships docking in Melbourne as well now. The new operation to Geelong has been helped by the construction of a new $135 million terminal. Travellers also have more space to park their cars and bus connections to the train from Melbourne. Geelong Mayor Peter Murray has told Nine it will be a massive boost for the state's second biggest city. By 20, 2030, the expected... Uh benefit was about $57 million, so it was about $174 million statewide. Now for the last in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we reported earlier, big night tomorrow night with the Treasurer set to hand down his federal budget and it's set to tell us the economy will slow next year. Yeah, but it won't be a recession which Europe and possibly the USA looks set to endure. Our economy is now growing at a 3.5% pace, but will halve to 1.5% in 23-24 if Dr Jim Chalmers is right. And that's exactly what the Reserve Bank's interest rate rises are supposed to do bring down inflation by slowing up growth. The only problem is that economic forecasters can often make weather men and women look positively reliable. And talking about interest rates in the housing market, Reserve Bank's secret modelling predicts house prices will drop by a massive 20% by the end of 2024. Yep, 2022 brought just over a 20% rise for national house prices, but the RBA thinks the impact of rising interest rates and the associated slowdown in growth plus rising unemployment will KO house prices by around 20% from the peak in the price rises to the bottom in late 2024. This is bad news for sellers, but great for patient buyers of property, but the RBA warns they will be paying higher interest rates next year. Peter, there's lots of concerning news around at the moment, but we all need a silver lining. The stock market is set to jump 95 points or 1.42% at the open today. 
Yeah, and that's because Wall Street had a great positive day on Friday with the Dow Jones index up 2.5%, and that made it a 4.7% gain for the week. But why the positivity after so much negativity this year with the US stock market down 21% year to date? Well, some US central bank officials implied a pause in interest rate rises was getting close, and the market liked what it heard, as company profit reports came in better than expected as well. Big week ahead, especially tomorrow night. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers, Natasha. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. 90,000 screaming fans at the G and an estimated billion people on TV watched India beat Pakistan in a classic World Cup match last night. It was an absolute classic. Good morning, Tash. And the star of the show was a Virat Kohli, an unbeaten 82. When India was on the ropes, they were in an impossible position, but he came to the crease and was smashing the ball to all corners of the MCG. They needed uh, 28, I think, off the last eight balls and then 16 off the final over. There was plenty of drama. They got the job done and uh, Virat rates it his best ever innings in the format. I honestly have no words. I, I have no idea how that happened. Uh, Hardik kept telling me, you know, just believe. Believe we can do it. Stay till the end. I, honestly, I'm, I'm lost for words. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. That performance from Virat Kohli last night. Australia's in action tomorrow against Sri Lanka who just had a big win over Ireland. We're coming off a loss to New Zealand in our opening group game and Ricky Ponting, the former skipper, believes that selectors should pick Cameron Green. Now that he's in the squad, I actually think he's in our in Australia's best team. But they'd have a really big decision to make there to leave to leave somebody out. So the T20 World Cup came alive last night uh, at the MCG. Let's hope the Aussies can back it up with a, a big performance. They need to win against Sri Lanka tomorrow night in Perth. Yeah, absolutely, Brett. Now to netball and gosh, plenty of controversy over the past couple of days for the Aussie Diamonds, but they put all that behind them to reclaim the Constellation Cup against New Zealand. Good on them. Yeah, they certainly did. They lost the first game, won the second, and then came back to win uh, last night, a four-goal defeat of New Zealand. Uh, Stacey Marinkovic, the coach, was in tears, and you could imagine all the pressure that has built uh, across the past week with the uh, sponsorship controversy. She is uh, also the coach of the West Coast Fever, who have become collateral damage uh, with Hancock prospecting, withdrawing their $15 million sponsorship of Netball Australia. Roy Hill Mining has now also cut ties with the Fever, WA's Premier Mark McGowan is urging them to reconsider. Some of the things that were said uh, weren't appreciated by some of the people in Hancock and Roy Hill, but now, in light of what's occurred, I just urge reconsideration. And If sponsorship could be resumed, that'd be great both for West Australian netball and Australian netball. Yeah, really difficult time for netball at the moment. Now, we spoke about this almost every day last week, but it looks like St Kilda is finally poised to unveil Ross Lyon as their new coach. Amid reports, he signed a three-year deal and in the NRL, Pat Carrigan uh, says his Kangaroos teammates have rallied around him since the passing of good friend Liam Hampson. He dedicated his performance in the Kangaroos World Cup clash with Scotland to uh, the former Redcliffe Dolphins player who died tragically in a nightclub accident last week. Yeah, it's a t- tough week, but uh, mate, honestly, there's probably no place I'd rather be. The, the boys here have um, made me feel like a, a little family kind of thing. We have a Rugby League World Cup going on as well. Panthers duo Jerome Luai Brontoe guided Samoa to a thrashing of Greece, while Mitchell Moses led Lebanon to victory over Ireland last night, Tash. Big weekend in sport and a big week ahead. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. 
And pop star Taylor Swift has broken a number of records over the weekend after the release of her much-anticipated new album. The singer-songwriter released Midnights on Friday and within 24 hours it became the most streamed album in a single day on Spotify. Taylor's fans were also treated to a new music video for her single Anti-Hero, which is now number one trending for music on YouTube. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Taylor's described the album as the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life. Well, that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Please stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.